This is the forgetting. You're in your house or you're, you know, keeping away from people at a time when they say in dementia, you're supposed to be socially active. Now you, now you can't talk to anyone. You drift deeper into the Pluto orbit. Because he was right, I was being an asshole. And um, anyone in dementia, any caregiver will know exactly what I'm saying. Every day you get up and it's the same thing. And it's like the movie Groundhog Day, where, where nothing seems to change. This is The Forgetting, a podcast about dementia. I'm David Shank, author of the book, The Forgetting, and creator of the Living with Alzheimer's Film Project. We're recording this on September 3rd, 2020. It's been uh, about four or five months since our last podcast, sadly. And, but happily, with me, as always, is my friend and brother and co-host, Greg O'Brien, author of On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. His book has that subtitle because Greg has early onset Alzheimer's disease, and he's committed to reporting his experience for as long as he possibly can. That's why this podcast exists. Greg, it is so wonderful to talk to you again. How are you? Well, I miss uh, um, not talking to you, but sometimes listening to your voice a few minutes ago, it sounded like you were out on Pluto. So are, are you are you in the solar system here, brother? That's a good. We're we're actually in the same state, so. Um, well, that's. Good. I hope you can hear me all right, and it's yeah. nice to reconnect. Two of us in the same state can't be any good. <laughs> it is trouble. So. Um, so I, we we talked in in March in early March, uh, and it was uh, we were all just getting used to the the, the craziness of uh, of the pandemic. And uh, now we're kind of we're, we're many months into it, and, and things have are, are are slowly returning to normal. And um, I don't know quite where to begin, but um, how are you feeling? Let's let's start with that, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll see where this goes. Well, before I answer that, and I and I took some notes, and this is good because you never want me reading from notes because you always get mad at me. But I'm reading from notes, so there's nothing you could do about it. Um, so to answer your question, two words, Groundhog Day, all right? Uh, and I wrote a piece recently in Psychology Today. COVID, to me, and I think not only people with dementias like us, not you, well, maybe you do have dementia, I don't know. But um, I'm going to get a few shots in early, David, because you always win. Um, but... Oh. Every day uh, you get up and it's the same thing. And it's like the movie, uh, which our good friend Trevor Albert produced, Groundhog Day, where, where nothing seems to change. I have a quote here from Bill Murray, who was Phil Connors in, in, in the film in Groundhog Day. And he says, I wake up every day right here, right in Puxatani, and it's February 2nd, and there's nothing I can do about it. And... I've talked to good friends of mine in the dementia world and, you know, we're all trying to push through it, but every day 
you get up and it's the same damn thing. I think what, what keeps us going is we realize that everyone else is dealing with the same thing, but what they likely don't understand is we're, we're dealing with beyond the same thing. And, and I know that doesn't sound particularly articulate, but with the enhanced confusion and, and depression and breakdown of the mind and the body um, that, that goes along. And I, I always found in my journey with dementia, the more active I remain, this gets back to Dr. Rudy Tanzi, um, our hero, who says you have to exercise your body and your mind. In this COVID, you can't seem to do that. So you seem to slide a little, a little deeper in, in communication and the body continues. Um, and and th this isn't a pity party, you asked me and I'll tell you and then we'll talk about lighter things, but and, 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 and again, this is how other people with dementia are feeling because I've talked to them. I have a lot of good friends in this, in this planetary system and, and, and the, the, the confusion and what next and, and the rage uh, is, is, is incredible. The short-term memory is, is getting worse and worse. Um, not recognizing people when every once in a while you come across someone that, uh, that you know, um, and, and in my case, and I, as I saw with my mother who died of Alzheimer's, the, the body breaks down as well as the mind. And, um, you know, the mind is, as we've said before, the control panel for the body and the numbness I'm feeling in my head, in my legs, in my arms um, is, is increasing, you know, more and more, it's getting worse and worse. Um, times I'm having a hard time walking, tripping a lot. Um, and a new thing that that just happened recently, two things is that, and I've looked about it. Um, I've been when I cut myself, um, I don't heal, so my my immune system's in the toilet. But but I I've started, and, and you have a bigger med background than me with what they call skin tears, where the skin just opens up and starts bleeding. And the other day, I had what appears to be an eye bleed, which they think. I'm under care of specialists in Boston on this, but they, they think it, it could be all related to the brain. Um, so other than that, things are pisser uh, right here on Cape Cod, but it's good to be on Cape Cod. So let's talk about you. How are you doing? Well, I have a couple of thoughts. I'll try to relay them in some sort of organized fashion, but you may be talking to the number one fan of the movie Groundhog Day. I've seen it way more times than I would care to admit. And in fact, I was once pretty serious about writing, trying to write a book about it. And I actually visited Danny Rubin who wrote the original screenplay. Wow. And uh, a, a quick story about that. He told me that when Harold Ramis, who ended up directing the movie, first visited him and told him, you know, you know, was trying to assure him that his original actually rather deep an existential screenplay and much less funny screenplay was going to, you know, turn this Bill Murray movie. He said, uh, th apparently the, the old beginning in the movie was, was really, really complex and dark. I, I don't remember the details, but, but the first thing Harold Ramis said to him was, I want you to know that, you know, I'm the director, I'm in charge. 
and we are absolutely not going to change the beginning of your movie. And the first thing they did was they changed the beginning <laughs> of the movie. So the relationship was not off to a great start, but he ended up being very happy with the film. And, um, and I, I do find it, even though it's a, a, a comedy and very light in some respects, I do find it a very deep oh, it's, it's, existential film. That's one, it's one of my favorites. And, and I, as I was thinking of two words to describe the journey of, of dementia in this is, you know, it's Groundhog Day, but, you know, you, 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 um, you get up every day and, as you know, politically, I'm a guy in the middle, so I, I don't want to get nasty letters from the right and the left, but you listen to President Trump tell us that this will end, but frankly, so will the world someday, you know? So you, right. you just wonder what's, what, what is, what's the next day going to bring which is very common in dementia on top. You could layer on top of that because it brings in more confusion and stuff like that. Layer Groundhog Day on top of it where everything is the same. And uh, cause you're stuck in a basement or you're in your house or you're, you know, keeping away from people at a time when they say in dementia, you're supposed to be socially active. So you're getting it now. You, now you can't talk to anyone. And and you, right. you you drift deeper into the Pluto orbit, and um, so I'm finding that it's taking more resolve on my part. And um, with friends of mine in this journey, we buck each other up and email back and forth and talk, and uh, you know we kind of have a little encouragement group going, just getting through. But so uh, a question for you, Greg. The, the when we talked last, it was just as the pandemic was and the isolation was beginning. And you, you said some really beautiful um, things about helping the world, helping the world, our listeners who were just starting this world of isolation to realize that they were experiencing kind of a, a version of what you've been experiencing in your isolation for, for years. Of course, not exactly the same, but, but the parallels were, were just so stark and interesting and, and profound. But now that now that several months have passed and, and some of the pressure has let off, I am assuming that you've been able to see some more people. And I'm wondering, I mean, first, can you can you say whether that's right? Or are you able to see more people? Have you and have you as your social isolation subsided a, a little bit? And if so, has that helped you or do you feel just as lonely and isolated right now as you did in the very you know depths of the uh of the quarantine well, well it's a good question because um yes and no um you uh uh in in this journey i'm finding i want to withdraw more and more from people and yet right i find and you're a lot smarter than me so maybe you could figure this out i find that when i'm around people I, I, it, it, it's helpful. And so you have to fight through. Um, and I think anyone who has dementia and, and um, any caregiver listening will understand you have to fight through uh, the desire to withdraw. So you could, you could step forward and be with people because that's, that's, that, that's going to boost you up. And so it, it's, uh, I, again, I'm not being, this isn't my most articulate day, but 
Um, it, 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 it's a constant battle, the, the left and the right. You know, it's maybe, remember in the old days, you had the good angel and the bad angel on someone's shoulders. And that's really kind of in a funny sort of way, it's right. You know, you, you have the good angel saying, you should go talk to people. You have the bad angel saying, no, 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 you should stay home and go further into this black hole. Right. And, and how is your, um, how is your family coping with, as you, as you know, you're now several more months in, into struggling with a lot of the physical things you, you just talked about and some of the, you know, increased you know, brain fog that you also talked about. How, how is your family doing with, with just emotionally with kind of keeping up with, with you and the increased responsibility to, to, well, I, uh, to take care? I, I think it's wearing on them. And again, anyone on this journey would understand that my rage it's not just like I'm in a bad mood, David, you know, like yelling and screaming. And, and when that happens, I try to give myself a timeout. Um, I, I feel sorry for my wife and, and kids because uh, I'm not the person I used to be. And uh, I'm not a bad person, but sometimes because of that, I don't know if I could say this, Sean could cut me off. I, I come off uh, inadvertently like a real asshole. And um I don't want to be that. And then I hate myself. And then I'm on the phone apologizing to people because I said something I shouldn't say or emailing them. And so then, then you have the guilt. And I know you Jews think that you own guilt, but the Irish kind of own it pretty good. And uh, <laughs> it's really, no, I always get an argument about who has worse guilt, the Jews or the Irish, but, and I'm sure you'll get letters and everyone will weigh in. I, what about seasonally? I don't know that we've ever really talked about whether seasonally, I assume you've spent a lot of time outside in, in the last couple months and that, and there's something nice about that. Is that tend to be helpful or does that really make no difference considering all the kind of epic things you're going through? Well, that's a good question that the, the, the um, people in Alzheimer's have, have um, and correct me if I'm wrong, made a big deal about the longest day of the year, right? Am I right about that? Okay. Correct. And I think it's the shortest day of the year when it gets dark quicker than any other time. Uh, I, I think the longest day for me of the year when, um, uh, wherever that is in June, um, that's not as bad a time for me as uh, when it gets dark at four o'clock. That's, I like the fall, but I don't like the winter now. And it's dark and it's cold. And um, that, again, I'm not happy about it. You know the story. That was one time not long ago, I tried to take my life in deep depression and walk mm -hmm. off the curb. And so I, when you talk about seasons, um, that that time when it's the shortest day that you're going into the cold and um, you know that that uh, freezing rain um, that that to me is more uh, a metaphor of Alzheimer's than the longest day and and I, I don't want to because uh, I know people organizations have made a big deal on the longest day so this is just my perspective I'm not telling anyone they should change but you asked me the question and that's how I feel.
to answer your earlier question, I'm doing okay. Um, and uh, I, I have to say one of the things that been, it's, it's been profound for me in these last couple months is uh, my mom uh, died of, uh, of, of a different dementia, but dementia a few, a few years ago, uh, not too long ago and missing her so much. And one of the, uh, I mean, this is not particular to dementia, but this is from the experience of, of loss, which is part of what we're, we're talking about here. It, it's one of the, of the really deep things that's happened to me over the last couple of months is going through this just intense <laughs> isolation and, and, um, and, and really scary time, which it's been for absolutely everyone, but not being able to pick up that, even pick up the phone and connect with, um, with my mom about it, not to just share just all the things that, that are happening. So it's been, uh, that's been just kind of an extra sadness for me over this. Uh, you, you, you want and you need to share this stuff with you and, and with, with, you know, with, with the people who are closest to you. So that's, that's a loss I've been, that I've really been feeling. Do you, do you worry yourself about, cause it's with your mom that you'll get a form of dementia someday? Um, yes, I do worry about it. I do worry about it a lot. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I, I've spent enough time with people to know that um, I, I feel like in a way, you know, my whole journey in observing dementia and spending time with people in it is, is in my own way of trying to train myself to, to accept it, frankly, if it ever comes my way. Um, and if it comes my way before, uh, before there are decent treatments, um, so my worry tends to be more for my family and what they'd have to go through, um, which I know you can you can relate to also. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to portray myself as selfless. It's not that I don't worry about myself. I I, I can <laughs> I, I worry plenty about myself, but I think reg with regards to dementia, it's 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 more just in the the suffering that I would not want to be, uh, I would not want to be foisting inadvertently on others. And, and, and I guess that brings it back to the guilt that you were talking about, because I'm sure you, you feel some of that when you know, you know, what a, you know, frankly pain in the butt this is. For, and that's for what, your, that's when you withdraw more because you just feel like I can't be around them. So, um, you know, it's what they call the Irish goodbye and, uh, we'll be sitting around family and I'll just get up and walk away without saying where I'm going, because, you know, I feel that it, it's, uh, the bad Greg is going to be coming out and good example. I'm not going to mention the guy's name. I was on the phone the other day with this the highly professional person. And all of a sudden I just lost it. And I started saying stuff I shouldn't be saying. And this guy went crazy. He, he, he didn't fully understand what I was going through. He just thought I wanted to be an asshole. And um, so I, once I got up the, and, and, and the more he pushed back on me, I just went to the next DEFCON. 
and and this is very common and um and and so it it you know i had to call him back i had to email him i had to and it and then i just felt like crap after that and uh because he was right i was being an asshole and um anyone in dementia any caregiver will know exactly what i'm saying and um it's horrible and uh and it's not true in every case of dementia but it but it's 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 very common and what that does is it spirals down your self-esteem too, you know, and, and you just say, you know, what a piece of shit I am. Now I'll give uh, Sean an opportunity to edit that out, but he probably won't cause it's true. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Well, uh, I, I'd like to give a shout out to a new, this, this is when you go through, um, cause recently I've been through uh, like anyone else and I'm no different than anyone else in dementia. So not a pity thing but when you get down sometimes god the universe whatever you want to call it opens doors and i become uh, good friends with actress mandy moore in the tv show this is us and she had read on pluto and she used uh, my book on pluto to help develop her character rebecca and we, we've become good friends so uh, again god the universe when when you reach a low as i have and others have in dementia sometimes there's a high that that comes out of it so you know it's not all bad well that's it for our show today thanks for listening the forgetting is a production of cai in woods hole massachusetts and gbh in boston our producer is the great sean corcoran our engineer is dan tritle thank you dan our theme music was composed and performed by our friend dr rudy tanzi and yes believe it or not greg still owes me 100 bucks